What do you need? Are you still the archivist of the order? Yeah. I'm looking for anything you might have on the nature of evil. <laughs> There's just about everything in the collection. Would you prefer to narrow that down a little? Do you believe in the devil? You're serious. Do I believe in horns and a pitchfork? No. But do I believe that evil is an entity loose in the world? Yes. I see its works everywhere. Whatever books or scrolls are of use to you, you're welcome to them. Thank you. Evil can take many forms, Duncan. But the Church believes there's only one sure way to destroy it. With faith. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. This is Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And that's right. Actually, that, that <laughs> was all. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, and that was also right. a lie. <laughs> yes. Keith, so, how could you insult our religious listeners like this? I'm so sorry. I was just quoting the Highlander <laughs> script. Just quoting Highlander. Just quoting Highlander at the top of the episode, as I always do. Dolman Ross knew he it. He did know it. That God was a lie. Yeah. Yep. He was. Yikes. Dolman Ross told me before he killed Kenny. Oh, that's He was like, Kenny killed him. Yeah. He was like, God is dead. And we have killed him. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Right, so we are talking about the uh, finale to the Ariman arc, I suppose. The third in a series of Ariman episodes. Season six, episode two, Armageddon. And before we hop into all the fun and frivolity of this, I'm going to try not to let this part get bring it down at all. But like this show deals with the aftermath of Richie's death. Uh, as you may have heard a couple episodes ago, Stan Kirsch passed away. So warning to everyone out there that, you know, there's going to be some discussion of suicide in this episode because it is a theme prominently. A major one. Major theme. Uh, so if that's, you know, something that you're not really uh, interested in dealing with right now uh, or for whatever reason. Feel free to tune out. Check out one of our ep- other episodes. But yeah, just a little warning there up front. Listen to our episode, Leader of the Pack. Yeah, that broom, one just broom. has dogs having sex, yeah. and it's just great. It's so joyous in every mm-hmm. way. Yeah, so. we, we are, I'm pumped just thinking about and it. A house floats in the air in that episode. It's perhaps just as silly as this episode, but we love it. No, that episode makes more sense than this episode. <laughs> oh, boy. And that, and that one involves the phrase, this bitch is in heat. Mm, this bitch is in heat. Oh, boy. Canis. Canis. Before we hop into this week's episode, we must play the Highlander catalog game. The way the game works. We must. We must do it. Also, I realized I didn't explain the rules last time, so I really hope everybody was able to the ru- follow Just up. like Duncan when he meets a, a newer mortal. <laughs> That's right. I got to hold back. Yeah. I'll tell you the crucial details. So anyway, the way oh, the game and, works. And by the way, we've played this game a hundred times. I know. You need a sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read an item description out of the Highlander catalog. Kyle and Eamon are going to try their best to guess how much the retail price of that item is. If they guess within 20%, they are the winner. Whoever gets closest gets to give their opinion at the end of the episode first, and they usually get a bonus point. Are they getting a bonus point this time? Who made the game? Amen. Who? Bonus point? Is it allowable? Yeah. Why it not? doesn't have to be. 
Yeah. We can trade a point for respect. You can only get my respect. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to respect. That's how little my respect is worth. It is worth one point. In a game with no stakes. stupid game. Yeah, let's do the respect. They're making an Aretha Franklin movie. Oh, are they? Mm -hmm. What's it called? Respect. Uh, Missed opportunity. Give it to her. Give it to me. Give it to your. <laughs> Give it to your. Very good. All right. Ready to play the game? I'm ready. Do you guys have any guesses what item I might be reading? No. You don't Are have there any more guesses? coins? Is it a, a duffel bag? It is not a duffel bag. Is mm. it Duncan McLeod sunglasses? No. Is it related is it... to what you're wearing right now? It might be. <laughs> oh, I just noticed you're wearing a green Highlander bathrobe. That's right. No need to oh. show you the picture in the catalog because you got the real thing right here. Ain't hubba, hubba. nothing but the real it's thing, It's very sexy baby. right now in the studio. Me wearing a t-shirt and a robe. And nothing else. And nothing else. I'm mm. seeing some alien just, brain. Mm. Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a uh, big shout out to Patreon supporter and super fan David G. Uh, he gifted us, the podcast, this Highlander, this green Highlander robe. And yet Very you're getting stylish. your balls all over I it. know. <laughs> probably should have washed this first, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yikes. Your balls or the robe? But doctor, Both. I have no idea how I got this weird genital disease. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't wait to hear the description of this bad boy, That's though. Right. Could it possibly compete with what my mine own eyes are telling me? So today we're going to be talking about the Highlander Velour robe. Ooh, Velour. That's right. Be forewarned. There's no telling who you'll meet when you slip on this magical 100% cotton terry velour robe. What? Is this implying that this will get you laid? Oh, Is yeah. that what's going on here? There's no telling who you'll meet? Yeah, like Just most people don't wear a robe on. to go out. This makes no sense. Right. This is a like, sex thing. Like, would you meet thing. people that you wouldn't have met otherwise? You just end up at some weird sex club. Anyway, hauntingly luxurious. <laughs> the Highlander sword logo is embroidered on the front. Two oversized pockets complete this magnificent garment. Keith, how are those pockets? Full 52-inch length, one size. Are they spacious? I mean, yeah. I get, I can you fit a phone in there? Yeah, I can fit a phone, but I don't think I'd call them spacious. I mean, for a robe, sure. Mm. You know? I mean, they do the job. Also, what are you carrying around when you have, a, like, you're wet? You're like, I better put something in my pocket. I soap? often wear a robe when I'm not soap. wet. So you don't drop it? Yeah, I guess so. Wait, you wear a robe when you're not wet? What is sure. it for? I don't know. I come in the house. I take off my suit. Okay. Put on a robe. What? <laughs> it's comfy. It's like wearing a blanket around. Why don't you just put a blanket? Because blankets, blankets don't have sleeves. This oh, you should get a snuggie. snuggie yeah. Yeah. What do you think a robe is? <laughs> what do you think a snuggie is? It is a backwards robe. <laughs> no. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I reject your robe wearing. Yeah, it's I great. don't like. I don't appreciate. That. <laughs> Maybe Kyle's a Jedi. That's, oh. a, that's also true. What do you think of the Jedi? Uh, Very well, didn't Jedi? You know, George Lucas kind of made them all wear those robes, but I always assumed that just Obi Wan dressed like that because he, he lived like in, in a, a desert, desert where everyone seemed to dress like that. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of that? It doesn't make sense. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. Though, what does like, Yoda? Does Yoda's thing have a hood? Maybe, or but he also just lives like he sack. also lives in like a weird a dump swamp. Too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like Luke just wears fucking black, like a like a, a baller, like he's a stone cold fucking assassin. Except for when he goes back to Tatooine and he's wearing a robe. When's he do that? When's he do that in Return of the Jedi? No, that's where he's wearing black. He's wearing a robe as well. It's a black robe. That's true. Yeah, but otherwise he's wearing like a, a slim cut, nice pant and boot combo. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that all Jedi should wear sensible pant boot combos? No, I'm just saying that the the like official uniform of a Jedi is not this bizarre robe brown guard. robe. Yeah, like why is it that? It's just it seems like Luke wears whatever he wants. I'm saying that the reason 
They seem to have... Uh, Retcon. Yeah, there we go. But anyway, I've got this green robe on now, and you guys have to guess how much it costs. <laughs> cool diatribe, dude. Uh, I'm going to guess that this velour robe is going to be $49.99. $49.99 from Kyle. I'll guess 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Okay, now, just to let you know, I was going to quiz you on the actual price. This is the sale catalog again. Ooh. So everything is 20% off, but I am not giving you the 20% mm-hmm. off sale mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you guessed how much? 49 99 and Eamon, you guessed 30. 30. 9.99 or 30. $30. It doesn't matter. You guys both lose again. What? You guys have had you you guys run a hot streak with the big finish games getting like by near the cents. Actual retail price of this robe is 99.95. What? No, to be clear, this is not the robe that David G gave you. Similar. It's similar but not exactly the same. Not exa- I thought it was exactly the same. It's is not the exact. one you're wearing made of velour? I don't know. What is velour? I don't know either. <laughs> if only there was some way to know. There is no way. There's no way to know. I can't imagine I own any clothing that's made of velour, though. I think I'd know that if I did. Right? Probably. I don't know what most of my clothes are made out of. Anyway, uh, today this this robe would cost $153. Fuck. It is a bathrobe for $153. That's too many dollars. That's right. But, but thank you, you David G, off. for sharing the bounty of your bathroom That's right. with us. The rewatchers are getting the full Monty here. Yeah, I can't stop meat spotting. Because I didn't tie the belt. No, because you're you would you Why would bother? <laughs> got a real dude effect going on. Do right you tie now. the belt when you go home from work? Yeah. Huh. It's warm. Are you wearing s- slippers? Cozy? Paint a picture. I want a picture here. So you're still wearing dress slacks. No, slacks are gone. Oh, so are you wearing pants? I mean, I'm in my underoos with okay, a bathrobe on. Okay, and I guess great. I just put on pajamas or something. It's similar. This, this is like a this big cozy. This like... is a big cozy Wookie robe. Eh. It feels like a. <laughs> and that's a exclu- call from Eamon. Yeah, that's exclusively oh, wait, that how wait, I speak. Was that a Wookie impression or a phone call? That was a Wookie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing it, Chewie. I'm. Uh, uh. <laughs> This one goes here. That one goes there. Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, my best friend, slave. Velour or velours is a plush knitted fabric or textile similar to velvet or velveteen. It is usually made from cotton, but can also be made from synthetic materials Ah. such as polyester. Velour is used in a wide variety of applications, including clothing and upholstery. You think the Highlander uh, one is made of synthetic? uh... I would say if they charged over $100 in today's money for a polyester robe, good God. Yeah, I bet if this caught on fire, my skin would melt off. It'll probably stick to me. Let's do it. (laughs) Great. Let's test. Well, that's the Highlander catalog game. Congratulations, me, for winning a second time in a row. Things are really looking up for Keith in season six. So and his re- bathrobe. So do you, does that mean now you respect yourself? I do respect myself. It's about time. Which is something that has been lost in the <laughs> of these six seasons. No respect. No self-respect. Yeah. Uh, so so he wears a velour robe and you set him on fire? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's talk about season six, episode two, Armageddon, originally aired October 12th, 1997. It was directed by a friend of the show, Richard Martin. Hey! This is his fourth of nine Highlander episodes. Uh, we saw from him previously Valkyrie, Woo! Duende, Woo! and Stone of Schoon. Woo! Three good ones, you know? Mm, and I'm sure that trend will continue. That's right. Although, well, well I think Richard Martin uh, does a great job directing this episode. I think the highlights of this episode might be some of his direction. I'll say that. I mean, it's certainly not the script or... <laughs> 
or the story uh, okay. or the acting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure, yeah. Well, let's talk about that script. It's written by Tony DeFranco. This is his second and last Highlander episode. Only two of two. Oh, the first, first one was Revelation six eight, which I remember we remarked at the time. We were like, "Wow!" Like they had a first time writer write like a big episode like that. Like usually that would be a you know David Tynan sort of episode. You'd think. Yeah, but you know, up is down, left and right is right. David Tynan wrote the last episode, which was uh, garbage. <laughs> so there are no rules. Yeah. Revelation 6 is a good episode. Yeah, I like that episode. Everyone likes that episode. It's a good episode. It's a good one. It's a good one. We love it. Yeah, you know what? I don't think we're going to have the same consensus on this one. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned. Maybe right. we all love it. Maybe it's our favorite episode of all five, six seasons. Get a commemorative coin of just this episode. Ooh. Okay. Let's talk about guest stars. We got Valentine Pelka. He's as back as Kronos. 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 He's one more appearance on the show. Spoiler alert. This episode, Osley, Osley also guest stars Dudley Sutton as Father Robert Beaufort. Beaufort, uh, baby. Right. Uh, he is 160 IMDb credits. He is a working man. Yeah. This is his only Highlander episode, and he died in September of 2018 at the age of 85. That's a ripe old age. And this episode also guest stars Jean-Yves Toile as Ariman. This is that little impish man. Uh, Great. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, he's a French actor. He's done a bunch of French stuff. I'm oui, sorry, oui. nothing I know to report on. I shouldn't say a bunch, but he's come, Mister Ariman, Ari me banana. Daylight, come and me wanna cause Armageddon. <laughs> and then we got Peter Hudson. He's back as Jimmy Hortz. Hort- slash also Ariman. Slash also Ariman. Slash also. How many Ariman? Ari Man. Oh, my favorite band. <laughs> Ari Man. Yeah. Ari Oh, I get it. <laughs> That's right. Melt. <laughs> Losing my religion. Right. That's thematically important. It is. In this episode. And I don't know if I want to talk about it. Oh, boy. All right. Let's talk about the episode description from Internet Movie Database. Duncan may have found the key to defeating the demon, but will he have the courage to use it? Yes. Use it? That says nothing. What? Is it true if you don't use it? You'll lose it. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Checks out. I'm living proof. Oh, no. What happened? Yeah, I it's lost gone. it. It's just gone? Yeah, it's Have you gone. for it? No. Did you check under the couch? Oh, I'll do that next time. Okay. His dick is indeed under the couch. <laughs> Previously on Highlander. That's right. All right. So this is like the longest previously on ever. Oh I thought the last one was long. It dips back into season five here. And so we go from oh, there all the way to now. So how does this episode open? We open in a cemetery. And so this body is being buried like... Or, although I'm like, is it a cemetery? It's not like a cemetery. It's like some dude's backyard. Yeah, well, he's not. There's he's like not... a swing set. Yeah, it was. Just, I was confused at first. Like, what is happening? Uh, there's like no headstone. So there's this priest praying over the body, and he's like, goodbye, Jackie. And so Mac shows up and seems to know who this... Mackie shows up? Mackie shows up. And Did I say Mackie? No, but the other guy was Jackie, right? Oh, I get it. Uh, so anyway, Mackie shows up and seems to know the father. Because oh, of course he does. Hey, you know what? Because <laughs> right. yeah, he's also what... a record producer. Yeah. Do you know what our favorite part of the last episode was? That in dealing with the loss of a major character, their decision was to introduce a bunch of characters we've never seen before and don't give a shit about and make them instrumental to the plot. What's the very first 
fucking thing that happens in this episode. We're getting more new characters. <laughs> Do it again, baby. So we meet this priest that we have never seen before, but is apparently a friend of that priest, Darius. I miss those arguments. What arguments? Max says he's like, I haven't seen you since Darius died. Cool. Why not? Are you friends? Allegedly. Yeah, it's Duncan's track record. And this guy seems to go to be a Darius's church like every day. Yeah. And Mac goes there all the time. Whatever. Anyway. So Mac shows up and he's like, I just came here to like pay my respects. He's like, I've got a few questions, but like they can wait. So then he goes like walking away and the groundskeeper out of nowhere attacks Mac. Uh, this is nuts. In, like they have a, a weird shovel kung fight. fu battle. Yes. Then Mac gets, it's all garden implements. Yeah. Then Mac picks up a shovel and just houses this guy. He's wearing a red hat though. Maga. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say carrying over the red theme from the last episode, but I like that better. Uh, I just want to say this, by the way. The red theme wasn't in the last episode. Nope. Nope. The they rose. bring it back. Oh, yeah, the, the rose. The red rose, but not the red mist. They bring back the red mist in this episode. And Horton used to have a red scarf that he just doesn't have. Yeah, I don't know why they dropped it. In the previous episode. Stuff. Yep. Yeah, they kind of yeah. blew some of these the rose. Cues. But I don't was know if there. We, yeah. I don't know if we said this, but Jackie, the man being buried, he had committed suicide. And that is why this is not a cemetery. Right. It's because he is... Not allowed on hallowed ground or whatever. Yes. Are you really just allowed to bury, like, a corpse anywhere you want? I don't think so. I imagine you have to ask. (laughs) Yeah, I'd imagine. I I mean, if the places where you bury bodies say you're not allowed to bury a body here, I am sure that there's some other accommodation. Mac fucking houses this guy, but then, like... He's got him on the ground, and the guy just does he die? He just he seems just to like pass uh, out. He's, he's just like, like, does that ever come back? Nope. No. No. You don't have any questions for this guy? <laughs> All right. I'm anyway. not sure if we're supposed to think he's dead or not. Because Mac like checks his pulse and he just kind of looks around suspiciously. But like we know he resurrects people. Is this the a res- the resurrected gardener? Oh, I don't know. He's certainly not a constant gardener anymore so this guy's dead or whatever (laughs) whatever. so we go to the barge uh and so we get this crazy dutch angle of everything because the world is upside down right guys the world turned up and so mac is like i didn't hit the guy at all he's explaining this whole thing to joe and he could be anyone at any time which he doesn't do he should so anyway joe's like the watchers are turning them down Down their vacation to look for airy man (laughs) what they are what assignment is this that they're like I'm so deep into this. I I'll turn down my vacation. Not they're not being denied a vacation. They're turning it down. Well, I said that meant they put it in, put in for vacation, and then they didn't take it. I Who's guess. the HR manager at the Watchers? Do you think they've got a good vacation policy? No. Do they, they cash out at retirement? Terrible, terrible HR. They seem like I an awful th- organization. Yeah, yeah right I, I tend to think that secret societies don't have great HR departments, yeah, but yeah. I've never been in one, so I don't know. We got any Masons out there? They're probably in a shambles paying out all those life insurance policies yeah. if they even have them on those watchers that are all dead. Dead, yeah, right? Oh, God. Yikes. Anyway, so Mac does some hacking, which is oh, great. Comp- you got to do some hacking on the computer again. I don't What the fuck is he searching? What is evil? <laughs> yeah, that's basically... Ask Jeeves, well, we, we, to be clear, evil? ask Jeeves what is evil. That's 100% what's going on here. Uh, so Mac reads some text, and it says, In answers to the guileful one, the deadly, the evildoer, Ariman, Zarathustra said, Never will I renounce the good mind. Will this come back later? I guess so. Does it? I guess. It's mentioned once again. Ugh. No, good times. So then the snake comes on the keyboard. Uh oh, malware. Malware. <laughs> Mac throws it away. And what happens when it hits? It explodes the into Horton. <laughs> 
Good deal. Jesus well, like so, it's, it's worth noting that Horton has the power to become an exploding snake. Sure, but for some reason can't beat Mac. Anyway, and he can be on the computer. That's right. I guess Horton is like, oh, that little—that's a little magic trick that would have caused like a riot a thousand years ago. Like people in the scientific age don't believe in this stuff anymore. So is Horton just like an over-the-hill comedian, and he's like, <laughs> this would have killed that's twenty right. years ago. Yeah, that's hundred percent what this is. Yeah, the Mesopotamians would have eaten this shit <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> now I get no respect. <laughs> Let me just pop onto your computer screen here, <laughs> and he appears on Max's computer screen uh, in front of a stained glass window. Uh, Why so is there a stained glass window? I is that know. Max's screen? Screensaver. Screen <laughs> so Matt closes his computer, and then Kronos shows up behind him in his full brighter regalia that Mac has never seen in person. So anyway, Mac's like, is- "I thought you were a warrior like me. Instead, you're reading." <laughs> yeah, he just teases books. I know that was the thing in those cut scenes. I guess Kronos hates books. Yeah, but he is the scientific knowledge to create an artificial plague that could wipe <laughs> out the Earth. But he doesn't under- appreciate the value of fucking reading. I don't know. Max threw that knife into the book last episode. They should talk about that. They can. Mac doesn't like it either. I also think I like books. I hate books. (laughs) I threw knives into books on multiple occasions, either directly or indirectly. (laughs) Ooh, tell me about the indirect ones. One time, a guy threw a knife at me, and I blocked it with an ancient chronicle. (laughs) (laughs) Mac is like something in these books will help me defeat you, and then Cronus is like, "Better men have tried," and then I was like, "Wait, wait, what?" Wait a minute. Does that mean the champions have failed? If yeah. better men have tried, then have we suffered a thousand years of, like, is this the, I don't know, what is this? Yeah, does that mean at some point there has been That seems to be what this, I don't know, unless he's lying. Well, no, Satan I think, is such a liar, guys. I think it's just a continuity <laughs> error. Uh, okay. Yeah, because later in this episode we see how he was defeated in party cave paintings. <laughs> okay. Like Werner Herzog's Werner Herzog. documentary. Oh, very good the Cave of Lost Dreams. <laughs> I want to see the baby, Baby Yoda. Werner <laughs> <laughs> Herzog is a fan of Baby Yoda. I, like I love it. Baby Yoda. He is so cute. He is pretty good in that. The He's... existential despair rings through the ages. Yoda disappeared like a wise teacher. Uh-huh. Okay, so we cut back to Father Richards. Buford. Yeah, Father Beaufort, Beaufort. Uh So he's like asking God why this happened. There's flowers now all over the grave. Did you see this? Like, is this later? Like, not flowers have been placed on the grave. Like, they're, they're like growing. It's grown. It? Like, it's all grown. I don't know. Well, all right, sorry, guys. But then we get a Father Ruford flashback. I liked this flashback. Well, I liked the way they did it. Nope, Kyle's not going to say they did not. What like is why? Why did we need to see? this? We did not need. to Why see did this. they spend a single goddamn second showing us this? We did not need. We don't need this. Character. Lunch is ready though. <laughs> Farrah Jacques is playing. All right. Well, this is what I like about this is they do like a weird mini flashback mm-hmm. and all they do is spin the camera around. Yeah, it's a have, cool shot. And they have like kids run through the scene like, oh, that's me as a, a child. And they put like a sepia filter over it. But and then the sepia filter just goes away as the camera spins back around. So they don't actually cut to anything. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. That is. They've cool. never done a transition like this. So this is new. That's a good shot. Yeah. But then he's discussing how his brother was like horribly depressed. And nothing could cure him. And it's like his daughters are playing in the background. Yes. He had, quote, a disease of the heart and soul and left him empty. This is kind of uh, (laughs) dark. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's like, oh, real, real sympathetic understanding of mental health. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't I don't like this characterization of what I and also I'm not sure what he was going through. Right. Did they did they ever say he was depressed or did they just say he had disease of the heart and soul? Soul, Which I assume means depression. Depression. And it's like, well, all right. 
Yeah, there's a word for that, and yeah. there's treatments for it. And maybe if you made him feel like he could get help instead of having a fucking soul disease, <laughs> your brother would still be alive. Oh, your soul is damaged. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I have to go talk to Darius. Yep. <laughs> I am so punchy about these episodes. I don't know why. They make me, like, angry to my core. Go ahead. So then we, we cut to, like, the uh, church, I guess, Darius's church. The father's asking, like, why should I condemn my brother? I mean, at least there's a moral question here, in a way. Like, why should I condemn my brother? To love you, God. <laughs> yeah. This like, is dark. To damn him forever for, like, one moment. Yeah, this, this is, is like dark. dark Man 1 and 2. Oh, boy. That's pretty dark. That's man. very dark. Dark Man. His face was changing. That's right. And while he's doing this... The, oh, yes. the the basin of holy water starts to just overflow with blood. <laughs> but nobody seems to notice, and it doesn't seem to be a thing. And he never mentions, like, yeah, man, I had to, like, keep clean up <laughs> a big blood overflow here the other day. <laughs> right. Max like, hey, anything uh, suspicious going on around here? Yeah. And he's just like, nope, other than that big blood <laughs> overflowing thing that happened. Maybe it's just rusty pipes, guys. Maybe. Paris is old. It is pipes. very old. Why would there be pipes in a basin of holy water? <laughs> Maybe, From the holy water. Pump. It's not a yeah. water fountain. I don't know. They don't have an underground some vat of holy water. <laughs> some? I think Where so. have you ever seen a... Keith goes on big holy water yep. pool tours. Tasting trips. Yeah. yeah, tasting trips. Are you supposed to drink it? No, you're yeah. supposed, you're supposed to, to drink, drink it. it. I don't know. No, uh, you, you, you like sprinkle your... it on yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bloop, bloop. Little bloop, bloop. We're gonna get some letters. We're gonna get some letters on this episode. Uh oh. Okay. So we cut to Joe's new blues gas station bar, (laughs) and Joe comes in, and Horton is already there behind the bar. I believe the question is, Joseph, is there anything I can do now? So Horton. Like I guess, oh my god. So Horton throws all Joe's pride in his face or whatever, like you betrayed your watcher oath, like you're just like a fucking lackey for Mac now. True. Okay. Yeah, which is a Mackey. A Mackey. Oh, go to the university and find out more details, Joe. And he just keeps mentioning personal details like how he lost his legs in Vietnam and blah blah blah. Right. The watchers were there for you and you've betrayed them by doing yeah. this. Like, so you can help me maybe. So anyway, he leaves, Mac shows up. And Max like, hey, what's up? And Joe, for some reason, doesn't tell him this. I guess, does he think he's going crazy? I don't know. But this is the first time Joe has gotten actual confirmation that this is real. Right. 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 So he sees his dead brother-in-law that he knows is dead. Because he was there. He also has a book for Mac that he, like, quickly hides from Horton. But then he also doesn't tell Mac he has it. And I'm like, does he think Horton's still Uh, watching? And that's that's why he doesn't reveal it. I can see that. Because he's trying to tempt. This is like the beginning of him trying to tempt him. Right. So he's has, having so second Joe's thoughts. Having, Maybe I shouldn't show him this stuff. Yeah. But then he reneges and right. shows But Mac. Mac is just profoundly confused when he shows up. He's like, uh, you said you had something for me. And Joe's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Bye. He's like, oh, it actually didn't come. And, like, but then what? he's like, oh, wait, I do have one thing. <laughs> and it's like in my pocket, pocket. right yeah. now. It's like... It's like and Mac asks no follow-up no, questions. It's like, this is Does, weird, huh? It doesn't say a single thing about this phenomenally strange interaction they have. Mac just also, like, uh, okay, well, anyway, uh, I'm going to go. Yeah. I thought it looked like a cookie. Oh, it did it look like a cookie. cookie. It, cookie. it made me hungry. <laughs> he starts angrily cleaning about it. He's also, like, mm. good friend Mac doesn't even say, hey, congrats on your new business, Joe. I haven't seen you in over a year. Cool, you bought a place. Yes, anyway, you had that thing for me. <laughs> Hey, you seem rattled, friend. Is everything okay? Nope. Just, all right, what do you got? Oh, so he's like, we got this in a museum in Bolivia, this thing. Again, another, like, stolen art. Like, what do you mean you got it in a museum? You don't get to go to a museum and be like, oh, that thing, like, that's important. I'm a researcher, too. Can I just have that? 
No. I give it to my friend. And then he'll put it in his pocket. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. These people are like supposed to be historians and archivists. Is that how you say it? Archivists? Archivists? Archivists. Archivists. Archivists Asylum. Archivists Asylum. But then like Joe's like angrily throwing like the dishes in the sink and like clearly looks upset. And Max just like, oh, well, it's a living. <laughs> and like leaves. Yeah, I, hate do- <laughs> I hate doing the dishes too, man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, whatever this thing is, Joe says the shamans use it in their vision quest. And it's got that same little symbol on it mm-hmm. whatever that means we now get a uh, crazy circus time what is what is this? it with this show and weird fucking cir- circuses i don't know is it a european i thing? can't believe it i'm at it's a circus, circus. <laughs> i think that every time they go back to a circus yep also, this is in the courtyard of Darius's church. Of the church, yeah. It's like, what is happening here? It's the church fun fair with that creepy clown killed with fire. Yeah, and the creepy, like, devil mask. like What? And pig mask. Pig heads on. And, like, just two middle-aged white women clapping at a sword swallow. Who ominously points his sword right in Max's face. Right. This is yeah. weird. In the, what is any in the, of this? The commentary is Aramon just putting on a circus? They said they just wanted this to be like dreamlike weirdness, like to freak Mac out. I don't, I don't know. This is bad. This is, not, <laughs> this is a bad, bad scene. Uh, it doesn't really make any sense. So Max just paranoid. Uh, and then Mac like flips a coin. Like he even tips one of these fucking. Yeah, things. he tips the sword swall- swallower for some reason. It's hard for he me to say sword crap. swallower. Yeah, yeah. So I go try to do that, and I cut myself. <laughs> so uh, Mac goes inside the church to find Father Robert in there, and he's uh, asleep. So Mac has come looking for help, and I guess it's because Robert is the archivist of the quote unquote order. Whatever that is. That sounds like a thing. I guess so, but it's like, huh? It's a, it's a little convenient, but all right. Yeah, Archivist of the it's just Order. Like who, I'm sure it just mani- it's like whoever manages the church library. Sure. Oh, you guys have a history of evil in there? In the church library? Do we ever? Of course we do. The history of evil, you say? <laughs> just look under the section E. <laughs> Dial E for evil. I do like that if the father's some like... Kind of doctor he could go to. That's specialized in this thing. One million dollars. <laughs> Doctor Evil. I love gold. <laughs> Different guy. <laughs> so anyway, then the father goes on about how he doesn't like believe in like a red pitchfork wielding devil, but he's like, I've seen evil in the world, like it exists, and the only way to defeat it is with faith. It's like, okay, buddy. cool. There we go. So now we cut to a cave. <laughs> So they find a cave drawing, and I guess they're supposed to think that this is depicting the defeat of Aramon. Correct. I at first wondered, did these watchers find a cave, or have they just found the significance of drawings in an existing cave? Mm. I imagine they found the significance of things in I'd an existing so. cave. I hope so. Like, did they find a cave in the woods? Where are they supposed to be, though? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> because... Later, they will show this, and it does appear that there's another one of those statues, right? Wait, in this cave? I thought so. Like the Ariman statue? I thought no, so. No, that's, I didn't see that's that. in a different cave. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, the same cave from before. That's uh, in a cave in, like, Iran Yeah, that's S- or FC, baby. Same cave. Same cave, baby. Okay. But this that is... That makes way more sense, because okay. I'm like, I'm pretty sure some archaeologists would have some thoughts about an ancient cave with paintings and this fucking Sumerian statue. <laughs> In France. Yeah. And this, there's no, like, rope in front of, the, like, 
This is an unmonitored cave situation. Like, how old are these drawings? They're right in the entrance. Like, there's probably fucking Miller Lite bottles <laughs> and like cigarettes and just fucking condoms, bong water. Why does everywhere. Why does Mac jump to the conclusion that it's Ariman in That's, the drawings? When he comes into the cave, he's like, "Look, it's Ariman. He's fighting <laughs> the people." And it's like a fucking stick figure. He's like, "It's Ariman. Look, it's Ariman." It's like, relax, Mac. It's, How does he know? It's just some weird elk. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe like goes wandering off by himself while Mac takes pictures of the drawings. Oh, and this one's fighting him. Look, they're the fighting him in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but then Joe sees a bunch of bodies. Yep. Joe sees a bunch of corpses. But one of the things that they do see, one of the drawings, is I guess all the people are dead. Like yeah. all the, the people in this tribe. But the champion is alive, right? Looks like And it. he doesn't have a weapon anymore. They make sure he's like, oh, he doesn't have a sword, his weapon. Uh, and then we find these dead watchers. Uh-oh. And there's that symbol on the wall, that Triforce again. Courage. There we go. Wisdom. All right. Gas Power. Station Blues Between Bar. Between the three of us, which ones are, which ones are we? Uh, I'm heart. What are they? By your powers combined. It's courage, power, and wisdom. He's wearing <laughs> green, so he's courage. That's uh, no, not me. <laughs> Trust me. Not me. Which one are you, then? N- none. None. But I'm that okay. negative space in between. <laughs> that empty void. That's me. You love to see it. That's right. All right, so we cut to Joe's Blues Bar, and Joe's at a table looking upset, and the door just opens behind him. Spooky. spooky. But then Horton appears from, like, the opposite direction. This is the stuff that I think Richard Martin does a really good job at in this episode. Like, there's cool staging of, like, the way they edit things and how Horton moves around a scene. Like, it's clearly been thought about. Like, they didn't just show up and like, oh, let's just do it this way. Like, they're not just shooting a one-two shot. There's some, like, thought that went into this. I don't know. I think the uh, that sort of staging is good. Sounds right. But, but Horton, he is oh. taunting Joe about the dead watchers. And he's like, did you know that, like, Stacy had the hots for you, basically, and wanted to invite you to dinner? Well, these are the, the people in the other cave. Who, so then he gives them... No, the, they're in show, Iraq. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, he shows them, like, a vision. He's like, oh, like, you fucked with me, so I killed those watchers. Here are your other crew yeah and like the other guy owed you 30 bucks right and so joe's i don't like this is like a new power he can make people see like is this happening live don't know saturday night live (laughs) with murdering (laughs) guest ariman ariman joe's like no no, no, this is real or whatever and he's like you're gonna get a phone call but what's the phone call i guess it's just uh, Watcher headquarters saying, oh, these two people are dead. But then if they're dead, what's the point of... I mean, I thought he was showing Joe this in the moment to be like, I'm going to kill Kill them them. now. This is what will happen. Right. If you don't decide to, like, join me. But they're already dead. Yeah, so it's like... I kind of read it that way, too. Like, he's getting a confirmation that they're dead. It's like, okay. Okay, well, what's your leverage if they're already dead? Yeah. I'll kill more, I guess? I don't know. I guess. It was weird. He also wants to go work on this priest, baby. Right. So we go back to Darius's church. And so there's this whooshing sound at the confessional. So Father Robert, Richard, Robert goes in. Robert. Who's in there? Kronos. 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 And we get a very disconcerting shot here because, like, you know, the the basically the confessional booth is empty on, you know, facing the, the audience. And then the camera keeps panning back and forth consistently and rhythmically yeah. between Kronos, who's speaking, and the priest. But it's not like cutting in connection with who's speaking. It's just consistently going back and forth the entire time in this kind of hypnotic way. It's disconcerting. I don't know. Hmm. 
Yeah, I liked the technique. I did too. But it's just like Cronus getting under this guy's skin. Yeah, this is pretty brutal stuff. He's like, yeah. do you think murder or suicide is better? Like taunting, I guess, his brother Jackie's suicide. They're like, oh, like as a murderer, I can come to you and you can forgive me. Or you have to forgive me. He's like, your brother Jackie doesn't get to ask for forgiveness or anything. Like, he's damn forever. It's like, Jesus. Cheese and crackers. Yeah, it's pretty grim. And then he's like, hey, your buddy Darius, he was a murderer and a rapist. Yep. <laughs> Did you know that? Which is like, I Do guess also like a rapist? A rapist? Like rapist? The, yeah. the food? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> a rapist. They're good. The Ven- it's a Venezuelan a corn sandwich. Oh, I like corn. Never mind. Never mind, guys. <laughs> I'm not sure raping is what you want your wordplay to be. Never mind. Why is he wasting his time, like, tormenting this priest? Yeah, what is the point? I guess he's just trying to torment people who are going to mess who, like, could help Mac. But, like... He would be better served by getting people to try to murder Mac than... Like, because these people can also barely help Mac. And also, get people to murder them if you're worried about it. Sure. Why are you trying to tempt them? You weren't trying to tempt that girl. You made her kill herself and then resurrected her. Dumb. Then Mac shows up and he's like, hey, you saw him, didn't you? And Father Buford's like, no, I didn't. Kronos turns into the priest and then cross dissolves away don't like that no that was dumb (laughs) also like the mesh in between the confessional booths like seemed way too open like you could see the person (laughs) on the other side isn't the idea that you like can't see don't see them yeah i don't know i've never been in one i don't know if i haven't either those big ones are just for tv yeah or what i don't know huh interesting but mac has brought some pictures he's like all right you can help me have you do you recognize any of this and he's just he's throwing down cave drawings yeah (laughs) that he thinks this catholic priest might have some insight on and then uh, the pictures are burnt. <laughs> right. He's like, I recognize that one. And it erupts <laughs> in fire. fire. I was like, is this Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> so anyway, then he's like, oh, let's go to the library and look at the look at the books or whatever. Oh, and then there's a gust of spooky wind. wind. And it's like, oh, better not go there. There's wind. What spooky. is this slapstick shit? <laughs> this is so dumb. Then they do a Benny Hill chase where Kronos is chasing them through the hallways of the church. So we get a Dutch angle of Mac meditating on top of the barge, and then it cuts immediately to Mac standing up talking to Joe. It's not a good cut. It is weird. Yeah, it's not good. Mac says the symbol was in writings of an ancient Greek mystic. He I thought said, it was German mystic. Yeah, an ancient German mystic. Oh, it's mystic. German? Well, that explains my question later when Joe says... Uh, some old German guy, and I was like, I think they messed up the line. It's Greek. <laughs> Get him to the Greek. Well, I messed up then. Well, yep. anyway, all right, so Max says the symbol, I guess, was written about by this old German mystic, and it says that hate could only be defeated by love. So this dude was a fucking hippie. But what was this text that they found? I don't know. Was it just the Bible? Because <laughs> it's like, turn the other cheek. Was the, is. <laughs> Is Jesus German now? Well, maybe we should bring up what is this symbol? I was like, is this the Holy Trinity? What, like, no, they never ever say what this symbol is. This this symbol means nothing. It's that not we know of. Yeah, they're like, this is the key. We got to find it. It's like, no. All we found out was it led you to writings that said hate can be defeated by love. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with that. Like, what is the symbol? Mm. What is this mystery? My guess is Holy Trinity is, I think, something, maybe. But why? I don't know. Because, like, Jesus. I agree that the fact that there's three, there's a thing that would point you in that sure. direction. But it's not like you defeat Aramon with the power of the Holy Ghost. No. <laughs> like The power a, of Christ compels you. That's right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the symbol no is. There's no thing. 
Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Okay, cool. So Joe's so like, I lost four watchers already, but I'm not saying I'm pulling out. <laughs> Damn it. I'm in for the long haul. That should have been my uh, opening. I'm not saying I'm pulling out. <laughs> Damn it. So we got to find the answer, Mac. So now we cut to Jackie's grave, and the father's pulling out weeds, saying they will choke the rest of the plants. Is there any significance to this line? It seems pointed. Like th- I think it's like a thing about corruption, which I guess is what Armand's oh. thing is. Okay. I can get behind that. So then Jackie appears and hugs him, uh, and he's asking for help or whatever, and he says, God has turned his back on him. Uh, and God is just hate and vengeance. So this is brutal. Womp womp. There is no forgiveness, just, only pain. I really do not care for this. the actor who plays the priest. I just don't think he does a very good job in this role. And he's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, Jackie. His crying oh. acting is to bury his hands in his... Like, it was like to cover his face. <laughs> he literally <laughs> decides to play peekaboo. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, no, bad choices. Did nice. you say Pikachu? Yeah, my 15th favorite Pokemon. Ooh, let's take it through. One through 15. That's right. <laughs> the countdown begins now. 15th? First favorite Pokemon. My first favorite. Don't we lead up to that? Electabuzz. Electabuzz, number, number two. Number one. Wow. I love me my Electabuzz. Is that the guy that stands on feet? He does have feet, and he looks like he's walking around. He's got little dealy boppers on his head. Dealy bopper. Number two. Number two is probably Squirtle. Squirtle. Number three. Number three. Am I confining myself to the original 150? No. Okay, because some of the new ones are pretty fun. I will probably say, though, that I love Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime. Guys, I'm, I'm looking at the, the SoundCloud uh, counter right now. And it's and just going it, down. It's just going <laughs> down. It's really going down fast. So maybe we should, like... Move on. Move on. Which Mr. one was that, though? Let's do the top five. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mr. Mime. Number four is Crobat, and I will say number five is Miltank. 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 Tune in next week for the next five of Kyle's top 15 Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> All right. Oh, the, the clicker's going back up. The counter's going back up, thankfully. Thank God. Woo! So uh, after this encounter, uh, I guess Father Robert has a crisis of faith, which involves him just running around frantically his church with his hands. Cube his, Benny Hill music again. <laughs> again. His head is buried in his hand. He's just like, is there no one else around. in this church? No. Also, they, they, having been in this no church, it's small. So he's like running around a room. <laughs> and he runs into Kronos in a very like Batman-esque sort of sequence here. This is weird. Yep, that's that. That's that scene. Cool. Now we're taking things to the bedroom. Kyle, what happens? I don't exactly know how they filmed this, but I assume they're just standing. But Horton is floating over Joe's body while he's asleep. Yes, so Uh, Ariman can fly now also. Naturally. And they startle awake, and then... Horton is uh, now standing normally. This is uh, the best scene. This is the reason to watch this episode, maybe? The only reason. This is fucked, though. <laughs> this this is, is fucked. I don't like the music. This is say. this is Darkman unwritten sequel. <laughs> this is so dark. So what happens here? As part of the next temptation of Joe, he decides he's going to offer him his legs. He offers him his legs. And Jim Burns does a very good job here. It's upsetting, though. Yes. No, this is a rough one. This is hard to watch. It was. <laughs> But, like, Horton, like, when we say he offers him his legs, he, like, literally gives him, like, human legs back. Right. So there's, like, a little sequence of Joe, like, trying out his legs. Like, he can feel again. Like, he wiggles his toes. It's very emotional. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And they do it with, like, a computer composite 
yeah. of somebody else's legs. Right. It won't surprise you to know that Joe ultimately is like, I am not going to take this deal. And he just makes his legs vanish. And Joe just fall- falls to the ground. And weeps. This is so fucked up. This must have been so hard for Jim Burns to shoot. Yeah. They at least they went to Jim ahead of time and were like, is this scene okay with you? Like, can we do this? And he was okay with it. So. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. It is. It's good performances from both of them. I like how it's lit. I don't like the music. The music's like the only thing I don't like about this. Like, I think yeah. this is like a powerful scene, but... Mm-hmm. The music is just like seemingly too sappy, or like something yeah. feels cheesy about it. Like I think like less is more here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, and the same thing is true of like Horton's dialogue. He like overplays it. Yeah, when it's just like, oh, you forget what it's like to wrap your legs around a beautiful woman. And it's like just slow it down. So we cut the blues bar the next morning. Joe was telling Mac how Horton offered him his legs back, and I guess Joe's like, oh, I guess if I didn't want it so bad, it wouldn't be a temptation. At least Mac is like <laughs> appropriately sad in this scene yeah He's like, i mean i'm sorry this has happened to you so joe shows mac the last shipment he got from the watchers in the field because he's pulled them all out and he's like oh yeah that candy dish and it's like a tibetan singing bowl two things here one oh that old candy dish <laughs> yeah one did the, the 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 watchers in the field not label anything they sent back like here's just a random bowl like make sense of it what you will or two, did Joe think in their search for a Sumerian demon that a candy dish was going to be a clue? Like, oh, cool, they sent a candy dish. That must be a really important thing. Got no, it's not them. a candy dish. Sorry. My Werther's Originals are in there. <laughs> so then Max's like, I've seen this before. And I thought he meant the, the, bowl. the bowl. And I was like, huh? And it's the symbol in the bowl. It's like, oh, no shit. Like, yeah. Joe, you didn't notice yeah, that either? Yeah, did Joe not notice like, that? <laughs> right there. So it's got the Triforce dot thing again which we still don't know what it means and we'll never know what it means never ever know but it triggers hallucinations apparently yeah so mac is now meditating using this singing bowl and i've got a a story to tell about a singing bowl Uh, i don't know if anyone knows what a tibetan singing bowl is they're pretty cool they well you've you've seen it in this episode i've seen a bowl (laughs) i've seen this before you mean Uh, that candy dish it's a candy candy dish sorry yikes anyway it's like this little brass bowl well they can be small they can be really big and you have this like wooden wand usually mm. uh sometimes it's got like felt on it and you rub it around the outside of it rub it you like it's you make a circular motion it's basically like uh you know you wet your fingers to like do a little squishy squishy on a wine glass yeah to make it sing same deal it's like you cause tiny tiny little vibrations and as you kind of work up some speed these things get like really 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 loud it's crazy mm-hmm. anyway when i was younger i went to a concert it was a Maynard Ferguson concert. He was like a jazz trumpet player. It was it was such a letdown. It's like, oh, what, like a giant of jazz, right? No, he was drunk on stage the entire time. And he told some maybe bullshit story about, oh, I was invited to India to play for so-and-so, some royal figure or whatever it was, and this and that. And I got this thing from India. It's a singing bowl or whatever. So we incorporated this into the song. And it like opened the song and he just took the mallet and he whacked it really hard. And it was like, Kong! it's like, that's not how you use this instrument. Like, how, why did he think that was how you use it? Because he was full of shit, that's why. And it was very disheartening. And again, he was drunk on stage. He was drinking shit? He was drinking, <laughs> drinking shit, shit out of the Tibetan singing bowl. Yes. It was God bad. damn it. Anyway. That's so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a meditative thing. You know, it's a tone. Meditating yourself or whatever. Anyway, so, so what's happening up on the dock? 
so all of a sudden we get transported to a different part of rural Washington <laughs> as we enter Twin Peaks. Yep. <sighs> so this has a little person in it. Yes. So this was originally supposed to be a child. Yeah. And for some reason, the French production company wouldn't allow They thought this. it was too creepy? Yeah. Do we really believe that? I don't understand. Do you think they wanted it to be more like Twin Peaks? I think they wanted it to be more like Twin Peaks. I do. I too. can see no other explanation for this. What? So I'm sorry. You don't want your demon monster to be creepy. Right. That that explanation is so bad. I, I it's insulting how bad that explanation is. Right. If that's true, they're dumb. Also, there's a weird implication here that like we think like a tiny child being the devil is too creepy. So we want something less creepy, you know, like a person that has like dwarfism, like because that's creepy, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this seems to imply that dwarfism is creepy, or you know what I mean? Like, there's something yeah. there. I don't know. I'm not cool with it. Is this yeah. making sense, or should I not be sure? Saying this? No, that's fine. Okay. And also, yeah. like, if you don't want to use a child, just use fucking Horton. Use the guy you've been using the, the entire time. time. Yeah. Right. Like, why introduce the concept that it's a child either? Make it fucking Tessa. That's weird, creepy. Yeah. Do whatever. I don't know. Do anything but what they did. <laughs> it's not good. It's literally the 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 guy who speaks backwards. Yes. That chewing gum you like is oh, coming man. back inside. And he's like playing on a swing set and then he's Burns like, his suit. Burns his suit. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I got a toy like I got one for Hugh, one for Tessa, and it's like he's got a pipe, a doll, a ball, a, a, a knight. <laughs> A knight for Darius. It's like okay. Uh, it, I don't know. It's like symbols. It's like I don't really get this. He throws a ball at Mac one at one point, and it turns into a skull. Then he's there's got this whole catching thing. Balls yeah. come back, and he's like, "I'm torturing Richie." Because <laughs> <laughs> Richie's a ball, right? What? This is so this bad. This is so bad. This is like if someone saw one episode of Twin Peaks and decided to make a high school production of it. <laughs> Not good. All right, so then Mac is, I guess, he attacks... The, the little man. The little man. I don't know what to call, call him, him Ari, Let's just call him Ariman. The, the true Ariman. The, the true... And then he turns into Cronus. Right, and so now they're in, like, another section. Like, they keep bouncing around places, yeah. and they're fighting. And this is, like, a quarry. And This is kind of a cool location. Yeah. So, like, Mac is keeping his cool until he starts talking about how Richie's getting tortured. And right. that, like, then he starts fighting Kronos. Right. And he has this sword, and they are going to town. And this fight's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and eventually this ends with, like, Mac kind of being trapped at, like, the bottom of a well, it looks like. Like, all the walls have come mm. in on Mac. And that's when Mac wakes up because Joe allegedly has been yelling at Mac for hours. hours. <laughs> Can you imagine walking Mac, by Mac, on the Mac, river Mac, 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 and Mac. just some old man is screaming at a dude with his eyes like, what, Mac? Which also, like, why wouldn't you just leave? Or don't like, you assume he's ignoring you? Call the hospital yeah, or right? something? We need somebody. Yeah. Slap him? Has he been slapping him in the face? Just like, wake up! Psh, wake up! Psh. So this has been going on for hours. And then Mac is like, oh, like, I'm starting to get it. Like, the more I hate, like, the more I was lost. And he's like, also, he doesn't have a physical form. And I was like, huh? Like, I guess so. Maybe, like, I don't know how he extrapolated that from what we saw. But it's like, he's been around. He drove a car. He has a driver's license. Like, I don't know. He almost hit you with that car. He's on the radio. So then Mac runs off. So mm. back in Darius's church, Father Bobby, he's is, praying. Yes. This is dark. This is also dark. This Jackie character is like convincing him to kill himself. Which also, at one point, Jackie uses the phrase, this might have actually been in the prior scene, used the line, oh, send him away. He's frightening me. It's like, 
this is your grown ass brother, not a child. Like, yeah, about Mac. Like, send him away. I'm afraid. It's like, why do you think this is actually your brother? No one ever questions that. Anyway, so uh, I guess Jackie's like, God is a lie. <laughs> he abandoned you. Your whole life has been a waste. Uh, and he's like, I'm lonely. Join me in like ghost hell? land. <laughs> Join me in hell. So he hands him a knife, and then Mac busts up in the house of the Lord. And by the way, he's like, don't do it. <laughs> like he opens the door. He's like, don't do it. It's like, you can't see shit. Like, yeah. you have, how did you assess the situation, Mac? A man is sitting, sitting down all the way down the aisle with a ghost and a tiny little pocket knife. And he's like, oh, don't do it. Don't do this. 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 Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. Also, we see that uh, Mac can see Jackie, I guess. Yes. He can. So he's like, like, that's such a brother. <laughs> what? Mackie, see Jackie. <laughs> the but, rules of this don't make sense. Well, like, he clearly he doesn't have a real... corporeal form. <laughs> <laughs> see, but this is the thing that's weird about this is when Mac kills Richie, they at some point show us that he is fighting no one. Right. There's no one actually there, and he's just flailing around. But then these apparitions that he is summoning clearly are there and everyone can see them which doesn't make sense that there's no corporeal form and that the the idea that like he messes with your mind so like everything should be relevant to that person right like if mac can see jackie it means that Ariman's also messing with mac's mind to let him see jackie yeah in which case his meditation's not working like yeah. mac should not be seeing anything again anymore his mind should be like free unless of this what he did was the resurrection magic but then but this guy fucking vaporizes <laughs> yeah this is dumb it sucks uh, why? None of this makes sense. So th- this is also like a literal devil on the angel, like devil on the devil and angel on the shoulder cartoon moment. Like yeah. with Jackie on the yeah. one side and Duncan on the other. He's like, do it. Do it, man. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> so eventually Robert hands Mac the knife. Oh, Mac the knife. Uh, Mac the knife. <laughs> and, uh, then we also get another weird vision of like the children playing in the church and they disappear. What does that symbolize? <sighs> <laughs> His youth? Like, what? I don't get what it. What the hell? Anyway, so, in the church later, Mac I tell- would have damned myself <sighs> if it wasn't for you. So, Mac tells Robert that the only power... Ma- Which, uh, it's worth oh. noting that that does mean that Jackie believes... Or he believes his brother Jackie is in, in hell. hell. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, um, oh, well. So, Max, like, everything I've read says it's useless to fight it, uh, that it feeds on our hate and fear... Uh, that's very presence breeds hate and fear. He's like, how do we destroy something that thrives on destruction? And then, hey, why not mention any of this earlier in the episode? <laughs> so anyway, Mac has this eureka moment and realizes it's like, oh, it's peace. He's like, never will I renounce a good mind. That's the that's the big clue. No, it's not. I don't get it. I don't. This is. There's no mystery here. No, there really isn't. There's no solving. There's no moment of earned catharsis or personal growth really i mean maybe we kind of do see some of that with mac later but i don't know mac certainly didn't change from coming to the monastery here he just takes his coat off and starts doing his like meditative dance yep he starts grunting again he grunts his way back into the catacombs (laughs) and he is now back in the bobo red room from twin peaks that's right so welcome back to the Black Lodge. Tiny Ariman gives him a gun. He's mm. like, ah, oh, you can shoot me. And Mac throws it away. Then he gives him his sword. He throws that away. away. Uh, he, he's like, I will become one with everything, which is interesting. I wish they maybe leaned into that more. It's like, oh, is that there? There can be only one. Like, I wish they like even referenced that. Like, mm. why not have Matt Mac like say there can be only one? Like while mm. he did. That. Like, I don't. know. I think that would be yeah. cool, but maybe not. Maybe not. No, it's okay. Yeah, I think that's all right. So anyway, then they have a big fight or whatever in the dream world. 
So Cronus is there, swinging away. As one does. And Mac is just doing the uh, Qigong. Uh, so this is, I mean, I guess this is kind of cool. He's, like, dodging everything. He's being non-violent. Without my anger, you have no substance. That's all he does. And, like, it's kind of neat, I guess. The thing that bothered me about it is that it doesn't look like Cronus is trying to hit him. <laughs> like, something about the way this is staged, it kind of just looks like they're both doing separate dances. Sometimes. Sometimes I think it looks okay. Other yeah. times I'm not on board. Yeah. I, I like this idea. I just don't think it comes off 100%. Yeah. I like this idea, too. Like, the idea to defeat him is through nonviolence. I think that's smart. Like, a good way yes. to go. What interests me is how this will continue or not continue after this episode. Mm. So, I don't know. But We will see. Then uh, Cronus goes for a final thrust into Mac's like, abdomen, and nothing happens, right. and he disappears. And Horton is like, ooh, he groans and explodes. Like, this is like yeah. into the Matrix. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like Agent like- Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Mac jumps into his mouth. <laughs> Gross. All right, the denouement of this episode. Tell us about it. We're back at the Blues Bar. Le Blue Bar. Le the Blues Bar. There is something a little anticlimactic about what you have to do is nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. Mac is, again, an asshole in this scene because Joe's like, so how did you defeat him finally? And Mac's like, I didn't do anything. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Mac. You did something. <laughs> right. Also, I even thought Joe was a little cavalier the way he's like, you never did tell me how you beat him. Like, this yeah, is like some old-timey old cowboy story. story yeah. It's like, people are fucking ago. dead, man. Yeah, many. many he never were... did give me that old Sashbarilia recipe. <laughs> also, Adrian looks like he's ready to film a flashback for another episode. Like, this shirt he has. He's, he's in, a like, a seersucker in... suit or something. <laughs> he's got, like, a curl in his hair. It's like, he looks like he's ready to, like, get in a car in the 50s and go... So like, is he not, shakes. like, enlightened anymore? He's not wearing his, like... Oh, I think he still has kind of a light shirt on, though, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I think he wears white for most of the season, mm. if memory serves. To faith. To the champion. And they ha- he has a drink. He lets himself have some whiskey. Well, and they, they do get into some, like, Jewish mysticism. They talk about the Kabbalah. Oh, that's right. And that, like, the fight for humanity is fought within one person's soul. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm into that also as it relates to, like, the Highlander mythology. Like, that seems to make sense, like, within this world. Right, but it's not within one person's soul. He has been in multiple people's <laughs> yeah. souls killing them. And also mind-controlling people and using an inconsistent suite of powers that are kind of irrelevant to this whole story. Yeah. And then Joe's like, I gotta leave the show for a little bit. You won't see me for a while, so... <laughs> like, like he drops, Adios! <laughs> he drops a line like, I gotta go. It's like, okay. In a deleted scene, we find out that, what, he's... He has to tell the families of the Watchers what happened. Yikes, that's rough. It's four. It's four Watchers. How long is that gonna take? Oh, is it only four, I guess? There weren't more? Like, he didn't kill everybody that was out in the field, right? I don't think so. So it's just the four. Okay. That yeah. won't take that long. Yeah. How long is that going to take? <laughs> I'll be gone for a week, Mac. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And he gives Mac his sword back. Do you like that Mac took it? I guess. Yeah, I don't well, know. I do. But I like that you don't know what he's going to do with it. I and lo, we will find out mm. that perhaps he doesn't use it. Ooh. Ooh. That's right. But that's it. Ugh. That's the episode. It's over. (laughs) Let's cleanse our palate with a game. So we are going to play a game of three and five. And celebrating uh, the title of this episode, Armageddon, all these questions will be in some way related to Michael Bay's classic film, Armageddon. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I haven't seen it since it was released in the theater. The wow, oh, did you see it in the theater? I did. Wow, good for you. Yep. Because I miss you, baby. 
and I don't want to miss a thing. Mm. So, Kyle, you will go first. Mm. So, in five seconds, name me three Michael Bay movies. Uh, Pearl Harbor, Transformers, uh, Transformers 2. There you go. Very good. That's uh, a four, four points. points. Four points. Keith, can you name me three Bruce Willis movies? Uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 3, <laughs> Sixth Sense. There you go. I don't know. All right, Four we points. Should, we should have a rule of unless uh, no, no, we should, no, no, we no both, rules we, now. We, we both did it, All but right. we should have a rule of no sequels. I think. Mm. All right, squeakles. going forward, squeakles allowed. Then. Squeakles. Only squeakles. It's four points for Keith. I mm. could have done other ones if we wanted to. It was yeah, just I feel easy like I to just too. Yeah. rattle them off. Boom, boom, boom. I'm rattle sure them you off, baby. Kyle, name me three movies featuring astronauts. Uh, Apollo Eleven. Uh, Astronauts, uh, gravity, uh, 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 fuck, uh, definitely out of time. Yeah, so I will give you two points. I should have had more, but it That's happens. Keith. Keith. Keith, name me three nation- natural disaster movies. Uh, Dante's Peak, Dante's Inferno, uh, Deep Impact, uh, Armageddon. I will uh, give you two. Ah, Deep Impact and Dante's Peak. What about what's Dante's Dante's Inferno? Inferno. Isn't that that is Dante. Uh, that like is Dante. Alighieri. Yeah. Ah, Dante's yes. Peak is the one with that old Pierce Brosnan. Book. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that old book. That old I book. mean, I guess you could consider it a natural disaster if you don't like that book. Give but yourself... Dante's Peak is the one where the, the great yeah, the volcano. Melts. That's, yeah. very, that's very good. So give oh, yourself. Yeah, that's a bit strong, but keeping it tied. And you're tied up. Kyle, name me three Ben Affleck movies uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, Dogma. And Goodwill, no. yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, there you go. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah, you can say that. That's a movie. It is a movie. I'm teasing. Suck so you're getting teasing. help from the judge here. The judge, four points. Four points. Keith, name me three Transformers. Uh, Bumblebee, Optimus Prime, Soundwave. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fastest ever by a wide margin. I was actually yeah. playing the Transformers video game yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, how to treat you? We're all tied up right now. Four points. Kyle, name me three planets in our solar system. Uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth. There you go. Four points. Wow. Carmageddon. I would have stumbled all over that and been like, (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about uh, inner sphere outer? (laughs) Keith, name me three fictional planets. Oh, Tatooine, Dagobah, and... No. Nope. Oh, nope. no, uh, Coruscant. Uh, uh, uh. No, too late. Sorry. Ooh, good pull on Coruscant, though. Yeah. All cities of planet. All, all, all Star Wars. They were all picks. Star Wars picks. Yeah. Kyle, name me three dinosaur movies. Dinosaur movies. Uh, Jurassic Park, Land of the Lost. Um, mm, two points. Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs. We're back. Dinosaurs. We're back. Oh, yeah. Two points. And Keith. Name me three dinosaurs. Uh, oh. Triceratops, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Velociraptor. There you go. Four points. And that's it. Who won? We might be tied, We're actually. We're tied. Oh, We're all winners. Yay. You know, if I didn't give away my respect. Oh, you could have You could have won. I do. I, I still hold respect for myself. That's true. So you should. if I'd like to lose that respect for myself by cashing it in to win a trivial game. I mean, this is this I'll is do it and feel <laughs> stupid about it. So yeah, I'll do it. Are you're going to do I it? Win. Ooh. But oh, I have way no tri- respect for myself anymore for pulling such a cheap move. So who Ooh, really Sweet won? asterisk. <laughs> Keith is the winner. Yeah. <laughs>
So we want to discuss our final thoughts on this. Let's talk oh, about Watcher, Watcher Chronicles, Chronicles, baby. Does Aramon have one? Actually, he doesn't. What the fuck? Well, I guess the Watchers never really know he exists, right? <laughs> That's right. All right, we got one for one of the Watchers. They had some Chronicles for the, the fucking four dudes that died, guys Aww. and gals. Yeah. Cool. So there's one, Stanley Maguire, deceased, 1998, under investigation. 1998? The episode aired in 1997. Yeah, but it's one year later after the last one. No, he died. It aired in 1997, right? Right. The whole thing begins with a flash forward of one year. So wait a minute. Oh, oh this is bringing up a whole other... Hold on. Does this... No, no, no. Does that... No, Highlander doesn't take place in the future. One year later, I think, is one year after we saw the finale. Yeah, but I'm sure that that episode didn't come out... Did it, that come out a whole year after? Probably not a whole year, but I think they're imagining that like time has passed in re- real time. Maybe. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Anyway, whatever. Bill Maher. Stanley McGuire. Cover. Archaeologist. Location. Istanbul. Mentor. Randall Nielsen. Got I a love PhD, his ratings. PhD at University of Pennsylvania. Look at that. Anyway, his description, his little thing reads, from the 21st of May, 1998, to the tribunal from Joe Dawson. I think I've got a lead on something here that could potentially be really big. Uh, I've been going through some stuff Mythos left behind when he disappeared, and I keep finding a reference to an ancient immortal named Ariman. Looks like this... When wait Mythos left behind when he disappeared? What? And then this is 1998 as well? Weird. Then this show takes place in the future of when it was aired. Anyway, uh, looks like this guy could be even older than Mythos. What's more, I think he could still be around. Uh, he's all over the Persian and Zoroastrian myths as their ultimate bad guy. Ultimate bad guy. Uh, but I think if we do enough digging, we'll find out this Ariman guy is just a legend like those four horsemen were just a legend. This is why I wanted to read this one. I'd be more than willing to uh, head up the team, even though McLeod's back. It looks like he's taking things pretty low-key right now, but I'm going to need some of the best archaeologists and field researchers we've got. How many can you spare? This could be the find of the century. So did Joe also lie about the four horsemen? And why? Why did he do that? To conceal that Mythos was among them? Maybe. Weird. Weird, right? Yeah. Joe's I bet that's terrible. it. Joe is terrible. He can't get out of the lie. He's got to stop it. Becomes its own trap. All right, let's talk about it. What happens? Uh, what, I mean, what happens? We <laughs> what know happens? what happens. <laughs> the next scene. All right, how do we feel about this? This is so bad. It lost all... Like, I'm not sure if there was a comp- something competent possible to extract from this, but the second there is a Twin Peaks ripoff at the climactic moment of this thing, it just lost all credibility. This is a real shark jump for me. This is like a titanically groan-inducing episode. <laughs> I can't get over it. It was not good top to bottom, and then they twisted the knife. Again, with the like the priest character that's never going to come back, and like the link to Darius, which doesn't really seem to mean anything. What is the only thing the priest adds to the resolution of this mystery? Here is a book in which a German mystic says one and only one useful line, which is that love defeats hate. Thank you, bumper sticker. Yeah, like that's not <laughs> like, real advice, though. Like, that's a fortune cookie. It's like, great, I guess, like a, a sentiment. Yeah, there's nothing substantive here. Like, Mac doesn't really go through any type of arc in this. No. No. And, like, his two confrontations with this thing are back-to-back, right on top of each other, in a way that doesn't feel like he learns anything. It's just, like, he tries fighting it and doesn't, and then he doesn't try fighting it and he wins. And they happen right on top of each other in a way that's, like, 
doesn't disprove that fighting against this thing w- didn't work. Because Mac beat it the first time he fought it, or like made it go away, or something. Uh, I mean, the scene with Joe with the legs is a good like acting scene, but it doesn't bring a lot to like the the plot. It doesn't move the story forward. I don't know it's like an onion. In terms of, like, you just keep peeling away, but there's just nothing at the bottom. Because what is that designed to do? It's to stop Joe from allowing his watcher friends to keep helping Mac, but they ultimately tell him nothing anyway. Right. Once again, it's this whole side plot that has nothing to do with the main event. It's just a scene that they decided should be in the episode. Right. And there's no no mythos or Amanda no, the people to help give a, or give a shit about Richie are involved. Yeah. They don't bring like the test thing back. Nothing. They could have tempted the other immortals, tempted Amanda, tempted Mythos offer to bring Richie back instead of tempting the bizarre priest that you've never met before and whose struggles I am not interested in. And boy, if you want to juxtapose two performances, put that priest up against Joe. Yes, <laughs> good yeah. God. Also, like, it's just weird to retcon a new character into like the existing yeah. mythology. Ultimate fucking temptation. Why not ask Mac to bring Richie back? Right. Be like, look, you fucked up. You killed your friend. I'll trade you. Like, you can have your friend back, and you come with me, or whatever. Like, Mac might make that decision, I think. Yeah, that would be consistent with this character. I don't know. This is so weird. We never learn what those symbols mean. No, we never learn what anything means. Also, remember when there was an ancient cave mystic who forced Mac to take his head? Remember mm-hmm. when that happened? You think that guy uh, went the peaceful route and meditated his way to defeat Armand? Yeah. yeah, right? Like, are we supposed to believe that that guy did what Mac did? And how does this jive with the everyone the... has their own path? Yeah. Right, because everyone just has to do this? Or, like, their path to discovering this? Like, but who Didn't cares? Didn't Mac do this already for a year when he fled to Kuala Lumpur or wherever he yeah. went? Which, still don't know what he actually learned there that helped him. He didn't do anything there. And he also, like, a lot. what was Horton doing? <laughs> Like, none of this makes sense. No. Hopefully we can move on from this point and get somewhere good. Yeah, like... productive. Like, I get that they maybe painted themselves into a corner with the last... The finale. Like, shit. Like, we gotta resolve this. It's done now. I feel like I loosed most of my venom on the first one, and I just don't want to say all that stuff again. Right. So I just don't want to beat this dead horse. But what a waste. Highlander rewrite. Given what we saw in the finale, what would you want to... Like, how would you write the ship here or do you think it's too far gone because of that finale well i think it can only be righted so far like i don't know that it'll ever be great mm. just because that's all serious like, what, what would you do differently well, i wouldn't have these random characters i would have mythos at least mythos helping uh-huh. and this did not need to be three episodes no no this could have been two and yeah just have like maybe mac is tempted with richie and like joe still as his scene and he could even still be the defeated the same way just not stretched across three episodes right. yeah except for in like ultra limited doses i think mac should be the only one who sees Aramon. yeah especially if they want the thesis to be the battle for the future is within one person's soul that also then changes that i dyna- like changes the dynamic on all these superpowers that Aramon seems to have because he doesn't have them right or maybe like the implication is like if he defeats mac he'll be let loose in the world or worse yet if he defeats mac mac is the destroyer right like, 
I was kind of thinking that too. That would be a cool way to go for it. That like it just makes evil Mac basically. Or do build something with that and just like simplify this story and like yeah. There's no like overarching threat. No, this needs, there's like, no a, stakes. A t- like a, a, t- a ticking time clock or something. Like what is Ariman gonna do? Like what are we worried about? I don't know. This doesn't seem like there's anything driving this plot. Like because Ariman's fu- just fucking with Mac the whole time. Like it's not like Mac's like just we, like we gotta first, get though. him. Like Joe's in trouble or someone so's in trouble. Like. There's never this urgency to like, and our mind just yeah, like literally, Mac could just fuck off for a year, and there were no consequences. No, right, literally, his friends forgive him, and just the little person. Oh my god, uh, that would that would been that that's my one note. I would have had more, had a whole gray lodge, and I think I might have introduced a, a serial killer with long silver hair. <laughs> and um, Ooh, I, speaking of, somebody shared a picture with us on Twitter. Do you guys see that? A production still or whatever from Highlander and Killer, killer Bob, Bob is in the background. That's oh, nuts. I guess that like, is working crazy. The crew, which is cool because he was like a sound guy, I think. So how about that, Twin Peaks yeah. fans? If you're not a Twin Peaks fan, watch Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, baby. Watch what this was trying to rip off. <laughs> yeah, right. Very poorly doing it. Everything did this at this time, I guess, right? Everyone wanted to be Twin Peaks at this time. The show had been off the air for like eight, eight years. Eight years. <laughs> yeah, so no. Does anyone have anything else to say about this, or are we? I mean, I like the peace, like defeating him through peace thing. I guess that like that makes sense. We'll see the ramifications of this in future episodes, but that we're pushing Mac into new territory because Mac is we've mentioned this before a static character. He changes from flashback to present, but like doesn't really have too much growth. So this is nice to see like a new version of Mac in the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, that works. Yeah, I'm half expecting him to just pick up the sword again in the next episode. Yeah, like, that would be a reasonable expectation, because he takes the sword. Yeah. And, like, he's theoretically beaten the big bad, so he could just move on from this. Right. Mm. And go And go wait in a cave somewhere and force a child to cut off his head. Just out of curiosity, do you think Mac has thought about waiting in a cave for the next person? Like, he somebody did that to him. Somebody right. gifted him that. That was no real gift at all. Uh, it didn't matter. But, like, will Mac want to I hope somebody? Mac has thought about writing down what <laughs> actually happened and how to beat it. Give it to fucking Joe in the watch Instead of this, like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and instead of this bullshit. Can I say one more thing? You might say many things. I, I don't know why I was expecting this to cash out, but the original Professor character, how did he discover that Duncan McLeod was the warrior? <laughs> yeah, why is he the one? A mortal was capable of discovering this information. Yes. How? Why? Mm-hmm. When? Get that assistant. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie. Sophie, yeah. But she didn't did... seem to know who McLeod was. She yeah. had no goddamn clue. Yeah, that's weird. So how did this information get out? Like, that could at least be a hook. It's like, well, this guy figured it out. He knew. Let's try to retrace his steps. If you want a mystery, follow that thread. Right. Like, he knew. He did, not only did he know this was going to happen, he knew it was me. And he didn't live a million years in order to know that. So, right. but no, you want to rate this motherfucker? Yep. Boo Werns. Right. I was saying Boo Werns. Amen. How many red bouncy balls would you give it? I'm gonna give it two. Gonna give it two, like the last one. I like the last one. All right. I like the Joe. The Joe acting. The Joe acting. I think the the thing at the end is kind of cool. So that gives it two for me. All right. So there are two good things in it. Two good things. Two in good it. things. In That's episode. right. Kyle, how many Adrian Paul grunts would you give this episode? Uh, there can be only one grunt. <laughs> one grunt. This is, and that it is only getting one because of the performances and the Joe sequence. I think the lack of judgment <laughs> and foresight displayed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. By this Twin Peaks ripoff plot 
is so shocking to me. I don't know. It's appalling. It's Adrian appalling. It's Adrian appalling. <laughs> that like literally is a zero. Like makes this episode a zero in my mind. And if it wasn't for Jim Burns literally like forging a good performance out of Clay, it would be a zero. Because I just don't know that you can come back from a decision that's that backwards. I just don't know if it can be done. But try we must. Keith, how many pointless priests would you give this? I'm going to give this one pointless priest. The priest didn't really guide Mac with any sort of philosophy. Why didn't the priest have his own philosophy? He's like, let me go read a book. Like, like a German Dar- mystic. Mac, Mac would go to Darius because Darius had advice to give. This guy doesn't have advice to give. He's just, like, a running around in a panic the whole episode. Oh. Like, I don't know why they transferred his philosophy to ancient texts that we never get to see them read. Like, why can't this uh, guy... Yes, just... good TV, watching them read. Right, like, why not just put... The, like, just apply all that stuff to this guy and have him have some wealth of knowledge or some interesting philosophy, like... We why don't do even we need ancient texts? Why do we care about his struggle? We don't. Is in short, like it's just a waste of time. <laughs> this whole like plot line with the brother. Yeah, but, but it was because they wanted to have another temptation scene, right? I think right. that's it. Also, yeah. they they needed to explain it more. I think they should have explained it more for a show that deals so much with like moral questions and philosophy. For them to just be like, I don't know, like love Trump's hate or whatever. It's maybe, like, and it's like okay, like. There is something to that, I suppose, like that's not a fortune cookie, right? Like to get into philosophy about like, well, what does anger do to you? Like McLeod, like, you know what I mean? Like how to process, like they could have really had to describe this. I often say when we review some of these episodes, like how does this apply to me? Like when they have an argument about forgiveness and what does it mean to forgive someone after a thousand years of bad things? It's like I can internalize that to a degree and say like, oh, like, I've had to forgive people for things or not forgive people for things. Like, how would, you know what I mean? Like, it's relatable to just be like, oh, like, to feed them with love. Like, that's not relatable, I think, without doing more legwork on your own. Like, I wish they had more discussion about, like, well, what does it mean to, like, live your life as maybe Duncan needs to to defeat? You know what I mean? I don't know. There's something more substantial there to get into, like, actual philosophy. And, and norm- they don't do it. And normally I'm like, I don't know, he's fighting a ghost demon. <laughs> right. And like, I don't know exactly how to relate that to my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <sighs> Anything nice. else? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Disgusted looks <laughs> on your like, yep. Wow, guys. Well, next week we've got a special episode for you. We're going to have a special Chronicle episode coming up. So make sure to stay tuned <laughs> for, for that ride. <laughs> oh, yep, there we go. Chronicle special edition. Special edition. We'll see how that one pans out, guys. Baby Yoda. Mm. That's right. Make sure well, to check out our Patreon page, and we have some very, uh, we're very happy to have some new Patreon supporters. Right, Kyle? Yes, we <laughs> most assuredly do have. I may have ripped them in half when yep. I tore up my notes. That's okay. They're all on the same side of the page. We would like to give a big thank you to Wes C. and David P. It is never too late to get on the Patreon train. We appreciate and adore your support. That's what that P stands for. David Patreon. David Patreon. You got some competition, David G. You got yeah, a David P, P now. That's Look your, out. Your doppel, Together doppel there. David. David. Doppel David. Doppel, doppel, doppel Dave. We got Doppel Davids. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, make sure to check out our Patreon page. We have some cool rewards for you. Uh, it actually makes a huge difference. We have really made some big changes thanks to everybody's Patreon uh, donations. We finally are using like our new audio setup fully, which is great. Uh, so we'll have more videos coming to the Patreon people every single week. So if you want access to those, donate on Patreon today. It can only be a dollar if you want. Yeah. It'll be if 15 you, if you want. Yeah. If, if you want it. If you think that our show is worth a single dollar, 
We'd love to have it. Cha-ching! Oh. <laughs> well, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye-bye. Bye. Or his desk, 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 desktop. Oh, my God.